Bueller, let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is Leading Off, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. It's me, Joey P. Joe P's here with you today. And of course, with me, with you, is the Welsh. And mm. we're breaking all the baseball down from the weekend. A lot to talk about, certainly. Uh, Welsh, it's nice to see you, my friend. It's nice to have you here on a Monday. And it's nice to also have a wonderful weekend from Aaron Judge. I got to tell you, uh, it feels good. Um, the fish were in the barrel and I shot him up real good. Welsh, I shot him up real good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't do the Buxton weekend like I've mm. done all the weekends. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do the Buxton weekend. And guess what? It wouldn't have put me on the board, but it would have put me one more homer up. I did get one from Vlad. I <laughs> When I saw the Judge dual homer, I was like, Ugh, Monday's going to suck. Monday is going to be brutal. And uh, mm-hmm. you get the homer. You got the homers, and maybe you'll be on the board. We don't know. As uh, Mayor said here in the chat, which you guys can be hanging out with, will Joey P once again manipulate the home run leaderboard <laughs> to include his name? That and more on today's leading off. That would be the lead. By the way, <sighs> what is Mayor talking mm. about? Didn't Mayor manipulate the board for an entire yeah, week to put him on? This what is, this is called politics. This yeah. is what happens. You say the thing that you know you do, and you accuse your opponent of doing it. Uh, <clears throat> look, I, I, I'm tied now, and and I told you that when I came back yeah. here on Monday that I would be on the leaderboard and Mayor would not, and that wasn't a prediction. That was a spoiler. Ooh. Okay, that's right. I told you so. Called my You're shot in more lucky, ways than one. But punk. enough about that. You know, I am feeling lucky, actually. Feeling pretty good about it. Uh, so, yeah. So, Mayor and I are going to square off in a steel cage uh, sometime later this month. So, I hope the pay-per-view buy numbers are good. Or is I'm just like, I'm like sting in the Raptors just looking down at you guys right now. Just <laughs> waiting to attack. I need, I need to make my attack here. <clears throat> Very nice. All right. Let's get after it. Let's talk about the weekend of baseball. On Monday, as of the 13th of June, the Yankees and Mets are the first two teams to 40 wins. It's the first time this has ever happened where the New York Mets, since they've been around, have actually been in first place with 40 wins along with the Yankees at this point in the season, the first to 40. So that's that's great. Look, you know, New York. East coast is, is certainly a, a, the Northeast, especially is a big baseball. Oh. I'm not saying, yeah, it's a bias. There's no doubt about it, but I always think baseball is better off when the teams in New York are good because then it allows the other market teams to hate them. And that's good. You need the villain. It's important. So yeah. I think this is a good thing for baseball when the Yankees, it's always a good thing for baseball when the Yankees are good, when the Yankees are bad, I feel like it's kind of, you need the Yankees to be good. You want them on that wall. You need them on that wall. So this is fun. That's a good thing. Wander Franco, good news for him. He's set to do agility drills this weekend. I can't wait. I'm sorry, this week, today. I can't wait to watch these. I hope they're on Twitter. I know somebody's going to have, you know, him like doing high skips or whatever these. I wonder if he's in the best shape of his life now. That'd be great. That's like the same thing. I I do hope agree. I hope they put on video. But you know, you know, the the agility drills are going to be hilarious. I I can't wait to see them. It's going to be like an obstacle course running around. Starling Marte, two hits in his return to the lineup yesterday, along with Taiwan Walker for the Mets, striking out 10 in a win over the Angels. Speaking of 10, Julio Urias struck out 10, but a tough luck loss on Sunday. Also, the big news in that uh, Dodger rotation is Walker Bueller going to be out for many, many weeks with that uh, flexor tendon, which typically mm. Welsh is a precursor to Tommy John. Been talking about it all year. Talked about it in February and March with you. I said they're not invincible. Let's stop anointing the Dodgers. 
there's certainly a pathway you could paint where it was going to be a tenuous road for them to get to the world series here it is. and here it is here it is yeah. so if you have walker bueller right now you can't be you can't feel good about this because typically this does not end no. well so well let's let's go through it what do the dodgers do from here what do fantasy owners do from here well, the Dodgers, they've got some reinforcements in the minor league. I mean, obviously, like we talked about it, the thing that has saved this team is Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson have played phenomenal, you know, since they've been out. You got Clayton Kershaw back, so it was, you know, you traded one soul for another. Bueller goes, Clayton Kershaw comes back, and you've got Urias. They've got reinforcements in the minor <laughs> leagues in the form of Bobby Miller, who is a absolute fireball thrower. Uh, he's relatively ready, if, if we want to be honest. I think he's in that same mold of Tony Gonsolin. Or they can take that firepower that they have as far. They've got dudes. Miguel Vargas down mm -hmm. there. They've got, uh, like I said, Bobby Miller. They've got quite a few other really good prospects that they could package. Andy Pejas. They could package and make a big move. Um you know, Dustin, it's funny, uh, Brian Fouts in the chat just brought up Dustin May, and Dustin May is really not going to be anything of consequence for this team, you know, for the rest of this season, maybe a little bit of bullpen help on the back half of the year, but they're going to need, so the decision for them is, do they go minor leaguer? Do they go established pitcher? I think they got to go established pitcher. I kind of hate being the guy. I feel like I'm on here every week. I'm like, listen, the trade market's got to start up. I'm like, I'm like some stock person. I'm like, it's going to pick up. It's got to, but it has to, the, I, I have to imagine no one wants to sell, but I can't imagine the Dodgers are going to feel comfortable throwing in a rookie minor league pitcher to go with Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonson, who they have to also feel that they're getting just a little bit more out of than they could have possibly uh, thought that I think they got to be hyper aggressive because you're right. They have not been invincible. They've dropped stupid mm -hmm. series here. And like the Mets, it's now to the Dodgers. I, I don't see how these, hyper-aggressive, big win, 90, 100-win teams can sit back and be complacent. They've got to make moves. And the Dodgers are now without Bueller until probably roughly into <clears> September <throat> or the playoffs. So I think they have got to make a trade. But they probably don't want to unload the system because when Bueller comes back and into the playoffs, they still do have Tyler Anderson. They still do have Gonsal. I mean, they have a lot of guys that they could have rotation problems. But I think they got to make a move. Uh, fantasy owners, scour the wire. You're going to have to scour the wire. And I think if you're in a 10 or 12 team league, Joe, you tell me different. I think this is the time where you get into hyper stream, hyper, hyper stream, because at the end of the day, you can make it work. Dry. Bigger, bigger <clears throat> leagues, yeah. it's going to be impossible. You know, I, I'm, you're probably going to have to trade from depth if you really want to make it. But you're going to probably have to get into hyper stream and see if you can make up 75% of it. I don't think there's an acquisition waiting out there for you that's going to replace uh walker bueller there's no pitcher i mean max meyer would be one of those guys we would sit and wait for to be called up grayson rodriguez is down i just don't mm. think the the guy well, is Myers around in a lot of leagues i know a lot of people dropped him after they picked him up with the injury so he might be a guy floating around there and i think he will eventually show up um <clears throat> a couple of things that were provocative i think that you said the first one you know this is why the a's waited on montas because eventually there was going to be a desperate need and good on the A's, you know, not just taking whatever deal they could get in March or February that they actually waited. And now it's going to pay off for them big time. Somebody's going to blink here in this. So good job by the A's on yeah. that. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. You get Walker Bueller back for the playoffs. You get Walker Bueller back, period. Just want to throw that out there. And the yeah. other thing I want to throw out there, which I think is something that nobody else is talking about, talked about it a lot yesterday on the TV show, the Tony Gonsolin innings number and what that looks like. I know he's been fantastic. 
but the highest innings total he ever had was in the minor leagues in 2018 at 128. He has never thrown more than 57 innings in a major league season. That, my friends, is happening right now, right? Right now, he's yeah. at 57. So I don't know how long you can count on him. I don't know. I mean, this is Walker Bueller is worse of an injury for them than Clayton Kershaw because Kershaw is almost yeah. expected. Kershaw was kind of like the bonus. And it's been great that you've been getting Kershaw-esque performances out of Gonsolin. But at the same time, Welsh, I'm looking around now, and you know Anderson was going to turn to a pumpkin. Like, yeah, that's a nice start. That's fine. But they are they are in desperation mode, and they well, have to go be aggressive, I think. Yeah, and, uh, and a couple things to add to that. I think part of that plan long-term may have been that you're getting these amazing innings out of these guys that when you get towards the back half of the season, it's a great point about innings that they probably start stacking these guys together. Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin could have become one starter on the back half of the year to manage innings. Uh, a, a great point that mayor brings up because I, com I completely forgot is Andrew Heaney is going to come back and Andrew Heaney was having an insane start to the season and he will be important for them to get back. And it could be a justification for them to not be aggressive but then let's bring it back to your point where if you've got any innings issues with God, especially with Gonsolin or with Tyler Anderson, you're still going to be down a guy. You're still theoretically oh, down a guy and it's inevitable you have, and you have more injury risk in your rotation than any other rotation in baseball right now. G give me a rotation. That's I mean, maybe you will give me one rotation that is more injury uh, has more injury prone than the Dodgers. Yeah. Well, the Mets, because the two best owners they have are currently on. The well, they're not even there. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm talking about the guys that are there. I mean, you got Heaney, <clears throat> who's coming off injury. You got Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, but like Heaney, but Heaney's not dependable. Gonsolin has been great. He's not dependable. You can't depend on on um, Anderson. Urias, look, this is a great performance. Maybe things are starting to turn around for him. I think that's mm. that's great. I'm hopeful. But I'm telling you, the Walker Bueller injury, in in some ways, it's worse than a Mookie Betts injury. It's worse than a – because it really hurts you then in the playoffs. You know, it, yeah. it's one of those things that really hurts you there when you get into those short series where you don't have that number one guy. And look, he hadn't been pitching like that anyway, which no. certainly I think we were hoping we for him to come understand. back, turn it around. We were hoping for him to come back, but this is also something people should be aware of too. When you start to see a great pitcher who doesn't look like himself, be very leery because usually there's something going on. Typically it's more physical than it is mental or mechanical or things like that most of the time it's a physical issue and sometimes it does rear its head and then the next thing you know you go oh i wish i'd gotten out of it and in redraft league sometimes you gotta you know pick and choose your battles a little bit all right let's uh let's go to the rest of the uh headlines here justin verlander goes seven in a win over the marlins very nice outing for him josh Hader picked up his 19th save over on the uh, injury wire avisel garcia to undergo an MRI today. Michael Kopech, same thing, MRI mm. on his knee yesterday. Lance Lynn is going to be back for the White Sox uh, on Monday. He's actually 5K or 5.5 on FanDuel tonight. Soul for soul. Uh, yeah. You soul lose Kopech, you get Lynn soul. back. This whole show is being done from Vormir. That's that's, that's where right. the show is being done from. If soul you get that reference, soul. then we can be friends. That's right. <laughs> Chris Bryant is close to returning to baseball activity. That's good. So That's hopefully fine. he can have some baseball activity and Wander Franco can have some agility activity and everyone can have some activity. Hmm. Speaking of activity, can we talk about this? The athletic uh, Ken Rosenthal and his bow tie are reporting that Wilson Contreras would make a particular sense for the giants at the trade deadline. Now the giants just this week, hmm. Welsh set Joey Bart down. Yeah. Uh, the Rays, the Padres, the Mets are all floating out there too. The Padres and the Mets to me are teams I think should be super aggressive on Contreras, uh, especially the Padres, because I know the Mets have 
the young catcher at double A who's got a thousand OPS right now. They're very high on him. I get that. But if I can't see the Giants trading Joey Bart in this trade, I just don't see them doing that. But I can see the Padres needing offense, fixing a lot of things at one time here. Where do you think this market's going to start to heat up for Contreras? Do you think it is the Giants? Do you think Joey Bart is that piece that gets it done? Because it's going to take a big trade. I don't know if it's Joey Bart that makes that done. I I think they've got a kid named Kyle Harrison uh, in the minor leagues who's just phenomenal right now. I mean, the Giants pitchers in general just get it done. But Kyle Harrison, he would be the centerpiece of a trade. It probably wouldn't be too much more if the Giants were to make it. They don't have a ton of ammunition. But they got Elio Ramos, um, Marco Luciano, I guess. Actually, you know what they do? And and Luis Matos. I mean, they got a lot of younger guys that are lower Mm -hmm. that they could try to make that trade. The Padres is funny because the Padres have been acquiring catchers like nobody's business for the last two years. I mean, Austin Nola, um, they had Victor Carantini, who they moved away. They had Mejia before that, too. Mejia before. They just have not committed to a guy. And it's like, this would be like the sixth different catcher. Uh, they had Hedges for a time. I'm forgetting the kid, uh, the the Marlins kid who's there now. I completely am drawing. Oh, Jorge Alfaro. Alfaro. They've got, Alfaro, uh, yeah. like, maybe this would be the guy, but how much acquisition can they truly have in the catcher market? Uh, I think the Giants would make a ton of sense. Uh, I'm not so sure about the Padres in here, but I think, he mm-hmm. will be a hot, hot commodity. Maybe even I would be remiss to say that like he might be a hotter commodity than any of the starting pitchers that are out in the market, just because I think mm. this can be, you know, the catcher for a team for quite a few years here. Um, the Giants would make a lot of sense. Like I said, they've got they've got the minor league assets to move and, you know, they're in desperate need, though. the only, Here's the only caveat. They've got a kid named Patrick Bailey in their minor league system who they drafted to be the future defensive catcher. Joey Bart was. I think the the plan was Patrick Bailey, who's older and could be coming up in the near future, would be their catcher catcher. And Bart would be the like first base DH occasional catcher. And Bart's Mm. bat has also not worked. So I'm not sure the team would unload. The Giants are pretty stubborn about how they are, regardless of the point. Contreras's market will heat up soon. And I think we'll see probably a pretty big trade for it. Padres, I think, would be a fantastic spot for him. But I would lean to the Giants over the Padres. I don't think the Mets would be out of that deal because I could see, you know, Uncle Stevie get going all in. I could. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I just look, think they need pitching. He, I think they need to get in more pitching help with all that. The injury. Well, stuff, I think if you're yeah, the Mets, you're you right. figure you're getting Scherzer and DeGrom back at some point. That's what you're hoping for. That's what you're expecting. Yeah. And if you get that, then you want to get more offense. You know, you want to go with something else that's going to help the ball club. That's what I think. But, you know, it depends on what that price is. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees got in on this too. Cause I think he, I mean, the Yankees right now are just, you know, I know. Yeah, I mean, Jose Trevino. And weekend, but let's not, yeah, no, the, yeah, now, see, the Yankees mean, would make a Contreras is to a me. big, big game changer there. Now, so, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because they're, they're pitching. They've got the depth in the minors. They've got the starters. Mm-hmm. They're, they're starting uh, offensive players. But Contreras makes all the sense in the world to the Yankees for me, the mm-hmm. Mets, they're kind of like in that same uh vein of like would they invest in a guy when they've got a guy sitting in the wings you know i don't Pat, patrick bailey isn't francisco alvarez like the mets are but alvarez is within one year of whether it's this year or early next year would they really unload to get Contreras? i don't think alvarez should hold them back i just don't know if they would the yankees though 100 percent would make sense because that would probably be probably call better games for even though but you know here's another argument not to go down a rabbit hole 
look at how well the pitchers have pitched. Do you want to take mm-hmm. that um, that catching staff away? What role do they play in the That's success of it's all a of great these point. guys? So, well, I guess here's the argument counter argument to that is you know if you lose you know two one in the playoffs, who cares, right? In the game, you know you, yeah, you, you got to have offense too, you know, and yeah. and the and 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 I think that the, you know outside of Judge. The Yankee offense is a little all over the place. <laughs> I mean, like you sure. know, these Torres went on a run, Rizzo went on a run. Like that's what, you always get guys who go on a run. But I mean, I don't know. Contreras, Contreras is right now, I think, at his peak. And I've I've always liked the player, but I never thought he was a franchise player. I still don't. But I think he is I really hitting his peak right now. And I think this is a really interesting time to acquire him. Fun facts. There's a lot of them today. I know Welsh loves oh, fun facts. Fun. Justin Verlander now has the most wins in Major League Baseball with eight. He is a year and a half removed from Tommy John surgery. And in his first season back, he has a 1.94 ERA fifth best in major league baseball. That's fun. And once again, Cy Young, let's go. Uh, so 35.1. That's the miles per hour of Frank Schwindel's pitch, mm-hmm. which is the slowest known measured pitch in major league baseball ever to get hit for a home run on Sunday. So uh, I saw the pitch. It was very entertaining. I very much enjoyed watching that pitch. Just get absolutely <laughs> murdered it was like softball it was the the one softball moment of baseball that i saw like it was a softball pitch and it looked exactly how a softball player would approach trying to hit a home run it was ridiculous i loved it it was hilarious yeah. more uh, should throw right, now- 30 miles an hour is what i say we should see more of that <laughs> i'm all for it baby i'm here for it um yeah. speaking of uh, a little history how about today in baseball history let's do a little of that here today in 2003 roger clemens after four unsuccessful tries finally hits the 300 win club and everybody rejoices because he's such a popular, wonderful liked player. Everybody loves Roger Clemens. Uh, Speaking of Roger Clemens though, he is no, uh, no stranger to the Cy Young award himself. He has won that award on several occasions. In fact, he has won it one, two, three, four, five, wait, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. I thought it was five, but he won it seven times. That's pretty impressive. There's three major league teams that still haven't, ever had a Cy Young winner who are those three major league teams there you go drop your answers in the chat make sure you subscribe to can I guess one if you want to take a guess you of course you can the Rays uh okay that's one guess there Uh I will let you know if that is correct I I'm gonna I'm gonna oh you're not telling me if it's correct okay I'm gonna I'm gonna give some people some time uh but in the in the meantime while we're doing that uh one of them is very obvious okay deep dive time JT Real Muto stats have not been great. 249 batting average, just three homers. OPS is under 700. He's still ranked as the second best catcher in terms of war this season. Ah, war. Are you buying on JT Real Muto or is this the decline of a catcher? Fantasy speaking wise, what do you think? Um, I think, well, do you mean of this catcher or the catcher in general? Of this catcher, of JT Real Muto. Oh, Blake Snell. I forgot about that. Ugh. Oh, man. Uh, the Cy Young. Oh, I forgot. man. You oh, forgot man. About my I forgot I about my I was Blake wait- Snell. I didn't want to say it I- until somebody said Blake Snell because I knew oh, it was Blake Snell. Oh, man. I get man. no respect. Um, Jeez, man. Come I on, think- man. I think the overall catcher uh, has been declining. And this is why I'm relatively, I've been anti catcher in fantasy for the most part, the people that always want the edge of like, I'm going to take the best guy. And it's like the best guy is fluid year to year. I mean, Dalton Varsho, I have near the top due to Homer stolen bases leading off Ramuto. 
I think if the cost is cheap, that's always my approach with these catchers. But I don't think anybody's looking to trade Ramuto at like a big discount. I think he exists in a top, like th- like top three or four. I think Salvi, Varsho, and are probably one, two. And then there's this tier of Ramuto. I don't know if Will Smith still sits in there. You probably put, you would put Contreras into that space. Um, I don't know if I need to go out and get that big advantage at catcher when I think you can also stream the position. I mean, there's only mm-hmm. of the good qualified catchers that show up for war, by the way, on fan graph, there's only seven of them. So you have to take off qualifications, but if you're out there looking for stats, you're not going to get necessarily the stolen bases, but Kiebert Ruiz isn't performing at that ridiculous of a level. I mean, Christian Betancourt for the A's right now has four homers and four stolen bases with a betting better batting average that uh, MJ Melinda is another one of those hitting 258 with six homers. My point is, is, is it really worth trading a major asset for a 249 batting average with six stolen bases at the catcher position when you can make up the other categories, probably by streaming or for cheap. So as much hmm. as he's under the underperformance, I would say is worth the buy. But I don't think the cost will be worth the buy with how catchers tend to go. So I would actually say no. Yeah, I, I agree. I think no is the answer as well. Usually catchers in the second half are worse. I think Real Muto will play better, but I don't want to make that investment for the second half. And uh, just so everybody knows, the Padres are not one of those teams. They have four Cy Youngs, 76, 78, 89, and 2007. So those people, and I think somebody pointed out Jake Peavy uh, was one of them. Perhaps that was Peavy. I love Jake Peavy. Yeah. Uh, the I, Rockies I have got to be one where it was it burns when I PV spelled like Eric Burns. Mm. And, and oh, PV, I that love Eric PV. Name. I'm telling you, Eric PV <laughs> or not Eric, Eric uh, Jake PV. <laughs> I know, confusing them. Eric Burns, not one of my favorites. Jake PV was like my favorite growing up. My two favorite players. Uh, it's funny, my very, very first dynasty <laughs> league we ever played in, Bogman and I, I traded the first overall pick to go to two. So I could take Vladimir Guerrero senior, and then I could come back and take Jake Peavy before Bogman could. That was, uh, I uh, love those two Jake players. Peavy. I had a lot of PV shares for many, many years. It's funny. The Padres actually have more Cy Youngs than the San Francisco Giants. I bet you never would have thought that too. The Rockies um, got to be one of those, right? The Rockies are one of them. Okay. There's that one. is correct. Yeah. The Mike Marlins Hampton never could do it. Them. I saw Marlins was in the chat. Oh. Last one here. Finally, Brian got it. The Rangers, the Texas Rangers have never had really? a Cy Young. The Rockies, Marlins, and Rangers, three teams, no Cy Youngs between the three of them. Uh, it's funny because you always had the Cincinnati Reds who just got their first one in 2020. You would have thought the Reds would have had somebody in all these years, but nope, mm. no Reds. The Rays had one in 2012 and 2018. Um, was uh-huh. it, wasn't David Price, didn't he win a Cy Young? I want to say David Price mm-hmm. was one of them. Well, yeah, I mean, no respect. To, I, I just one. cheated. I cheated. And I was just like, what, what are the young teams? I immediately went to the young teams. So yeah, well, that's, that's fine. 2012 was I'm, the Rangers surprises me. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I understand. I understand. Well, you know, if you think about it, like the Rangers, you know, it was always a hard ballpark to pitch in the 90s. And then before yeah. that, you know, they they. They had older pitchers like Ferguson Jenkins going you know, to retread. Like was that that was the kind of organization they but were. They didn't really what have I'm talking about. Yes, Mayor... that was right. David Price, 20 and 5 in 2012. Oh, okay. I was did... correct. Uh, Mayor just posted my exact mental thought process. I would have thought Nolan Ryan had, he says nine. I would have said like 14. Like no, I'm baffled. No, because he never won a Cy Young with the Rangers. He won his Cy Youngs with, um, if any, he won with Houston. Okay, you have to I realize, just... peak I'm Nolan Ryan. On this one. 
you know, he pitched for the California Angels. He was good. But peak Nolan Ryan is the same J.R. Richard period where you get like the late 70s, early 80s Nolan Ryan, like 1981, 82 Nolan Ryan. That era of Nolan Ryan was so good. And then obviously the later version into 86 when he made the playoffs with that team and then eventually um, moved on to the Texas Rangers. But no, he did mm. not win. So the Rangers, again, the Rangers are that team that has like this older starters, this retread guys. Um, some of the ones for the Padres were, were pretty interesting. Mark Davis in 1989. That was one of them, mm. which I recall because I'm old. Uh, and for the Padres, you had uh, here's some fun ones too. some names from the past. Um, we had Eric Gagne, the last reliever to win a Cy Young in 2003. Oh, okay. Chris Carpenter in 2005, Brandon Webb in 2006, Jake Peavy in 2007, Tim Lincecum back to back in 8 9, and then Roy Halliday for the Phillies in 2010. Again, these are the National League guys. And then there was a 2012 RA Dickey year for the Mets. Remember when RA uh, Dickey won a yep. Cy Young? What a beautiful time. What a wasn't he time involved in the, wasn't he involved in like the Syndergaard trade or something? Yeah, Syndergaard, and so. uh, you got Travis Darno and Syndergaard. All right, well, yeah. we're being told to move on. Uh, we're we're getting counted off here by Mayor. Oh, Stat heroes Lord. from the weekend: John Gray, six innings, one earned, three hits, ten Ks. Luis Severino, ten Ks of his own with one earned over six. Urias, we mentioned with his ten Ks over two earned runs on six innings pitched. Walker was great. Nick Martinez, where did that performance come from? Oh. Nine Ks, one earned run. Joe Musgrove. I've got two shares left for National League Cy Young. It's all invested in Musgrove, and it's all invested in Alcantara. Musgrove, eight Ks, no earned runs. I feel like the Musgrove narrative might build, though, as the season goes on, because the Padres are going to be in contention. The Marlins are not, and that, I think, might be the difference maker for Musgrove, but this is going to be a fascinating race. Now's the time to get in on it, because those two guys are going to the moon. Carlos Rodon, eight Ks, a nice bounce-back performance, no earned over six uh, innings. And look, the Jose Barrios, Good start. Five Ks, eight, eight innings. innings, one earned run. Jordan Montgomery continues to be very solid. He's put together a really good 2021 and a really good start to 2022. It's nice to see Jordan Montgomery really turning things in the right direction in his career. Seth Brown, three for 12 with three dingers, though. Pete Alonso with two home runs, so I guess the hand is fine. Hazel Aguilar had two home runs. Nelson Cruz had two home runs. Josh Bell had two home runs. Brian Reynolds had two home runs. Jared Walsh had a home run hit for the cycle. And Aaron Judge, six for 13. Two home runs. I can't all these players I could have picked runs. this weekend. All these players all I could have picked this weekend. I can't believe they scored 17 runs and judged it in the home run in that game. I can't believe. Anyway, I wouldn't have guessed that. Here no. are the losers. The stat zeros. Eric Lauer, eight earned, five Ks. I'm telling uh, five innings rather. I'm telling you right now, dude. The Milwaukee Brewers are in serious trouble in that division. Serious. Remember, I've been pick, I've been trouble. picking on Lauer a whole lot because he was living he was living the mm -hmm. high life off of that insane fastball that he was getting. It just didn't seem sustainable. It was more like a reliever's fastball, and the other secondaries were doing all right, and it's just falling apart now. It just it didn't none of it seems sustainable, and it's starting to unravel a little bit. No, absolutely is. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so are the Milwaukee Brewers to a certain extent because Aaron Ashby, six earned runs for him. Martin Perez finally showed up. 12 hits, six earned runs. That's mm. Martin Perez. That's the guy I know. <laughs> Carlos Carrasco, five earned runs. Uh, if you listen to the waiver wire, uh, no, I'm sorry, not the waiver wire, the buy sell video last week, it was trading Martin Perez. So hopefully you listened and you did that before this start. Carlos Carrasco, five earned runs for him. Mackenzie Gore, six earned runs. Bad start for him. Shane Boz came back. I don't want to go crazy about this. His first game back five earned runs, two and a third. Let's not go crazy about that. Got Chris Liddy. Stratton gave up five earned, did not get a single out. And Zach Gallon, six runs, four of them earned defense and not helping out <laughs> the hitters. Here's who was miserable. Welsh Connor Joe, two for 17 with six strikeouts. Remember a Connor Joe Remember beginning of the year. That was fun. 
Remember mm-hmm. that? That was awesome. Never my Remember thing. I was never a Connor Joe type of guy, but uh, yeah, not looking good. Yeah. Jesse Winker, another two for 12. He did it a home run, but six more strikeouts for him. Cabrian Hayes, one for 12. Trey Mancini, one for 11. Jorge Soler, hitless with six gays. Julio, two for 14. Doesn't matter. He's Julio. He's great. Three for 16. Cole Calhoun, 188. That was another thing we talked about. Ride the wave, pick up Cole Calhoun two weeks ago. And immediately he was in the sell column the next week. So hopefully you picked him up. You did well and you moved on. And if you listen to that, you've been doing very well here. Uh, home run calls for the weekend. Title chaser uh, got two from Byron Buxton on Friday. Boo. Did not get two. for Welsh. I thought he did. I was all happy for Welsh um, because I thought he called Buxton, but I forgot. The and now I'm going to chase Buxton like all week. Now I'm going to get back to mm-hmm. chasing my Buxton and it's just not going to work. And I just uh, don't want to chase your own Buxton. Usually you no. want somebody else to do that for you. But here you go. Uh, title chaser ties to Blum at 22. Night King of North still hanging around at 21. High Cubby at 20 then you got Adelgadio at 19 the rest of the people at 19 and then four others tied with wow. joey p 18 i see larry c up there too our good pal larry c so i mean you got to put joe on you. the board if joe is tied at 18 with others we can't put uh, i'm sorry but you can't put a rando on there you got to put joey on there so no congratulations randos. hashtag no randos no randos sorry i hope i can get sorry, there someday i hope i can be a big boy just like you guys but uh, not yet i'm sitting at i think 13 so i'm mayor was so away. salty Mayor was so salty about, you know, this is the guy who called Bryce Harper 5,000 times this year. He's so salty that I called Aaron Judge. Give me crap about, oh, it's so easy to call Aaron Judge. How many times has he called Harper? How many times has he called a lot? I mean, he's been like the king of the easy home run. It's not about easy. It's not about hard. It's about right and wrong, baby. Just getting right and wrong. And I'm feeling it right now. And I'm talking smack because I can because I'm on the board and Mike Mayer is not. Woo! That's right, baby. Let's go. I'm the king of the home run board. Let's go. Let's talk about bettingpros.com. Let's talk about BetMGM, the king of sports books. I'm telling you right now, you can bet $10, win 200 at BetMGM. You can download the app for BetMGM or go to betmgm.com, but use that promo code leading off. One word, leading off, bet 10, win 200. Doesn't matter what the outcome is. We're giving you free money. And today, here's a way to uh, make that money even better and work for you. Ronald Acuna, total base is one and a half. Uh, that's at minus 115 over at uh, BetMGM. These are all BetMGM today. Christian Javier, uh, five and a half Ks. I would go with the over against the Texas Rangers on that. Cole Calhoun alone is good for three. Minus 120 on that, still pretty good juice. Austin Riley is even money for one and a half total bases uh, over on BetMGM. Bryce Harper is at minus 105 for one and a half total bases. And Vlad Guerrero, one and a half total bases, is at minus 105 as well. What do you got today, Welsh, for us in terms of the betting market? I got two uh, going with the strikeout. Only one strikeout one. I'm going to go back to Aaron Null. I didn't hit it last time. Um, it was a it was a high number. I think it was at seven and a half. I think he ended at six. But Nola has been phenomenal. A week, couple weeks ago, I laid out that, you know, as far as like a prolific strikeouts, he was the least walky guy of anyone inside that top uh, strikeout marker. And only really more proficient guys were Shane McClanahan and I think Garrett Cole or Corbin Burns were the only other two. It's set at six and a half, and I am going to take the over up against Miami. They're bottom six in the league on strikeouts. So give me Aaron Nola. Love that one. And I am going to chase my Buxton and give me Buxton total base overs. Mm. Now, the last five games where he's now, he didn't get a hit in his last one or two. I think it was one, and I'm not sure if he was in the other, but his last five games where he has gotten a hit which I think accumulates the last eight games. He has hit the two total base marker 
Tonight, Flexen, he is a perfect five for five mm-hmm. against in the career. So last five games, when he gets hits, they uh, uh, they equate to over two total bases. Actually, a lot of homers as well. Uh, lots of doubles in there. So give me bucks in total bases, Aaron Nola strikeouts, put it on the board. Seems like a lot of people in the chat don't care for the randos comment, to which I say have more home runs than me and you won't be a rando. Oh man. I am. I am feeling it. I am. Feeling I like this one today. I don't know this, why it's because I had to get up the... and really take my daughter to the doctor probably. So I'm already in a bad mood. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, we're going to get heal here. Cause this is the most, this is exactly what a rando would say. The randos are why you guys are getting paid to do this. I love that comment. That's like, that's, that's one of that's my like favorite randos. That's go cards though. I mean, go cards. I love go cards. I love go cards. It is the most. Penguin. They might be the reason the show even exists, period. Those two yeah. people. You throw yeah. JP in there. You're not wrong. Maybe Dr. You're... Glenn. It, you're 100% right. I don't but... care because it's a funny bit. That's all I care about is the bit. But we're going to go with the randos. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to talk about the randos. <laughs> Sorry. But yes, you are yeah. You are the king of the randos. I... <laughs> yeah, like Mike Mayer trying to rally the randos. You're the rando rallier. That's what you are, Mayer. Go ahead. Oh, I go like ahead. that. Try to do it all, Mayer. Try to get everything you can there. All right. Uh, let's go to the uh, DFS late for the night real quick. And then our home run calls. So tonight I'll controverse Aaron Nola. I'll contrast 10.2. Aaron Nola's 10.1. Look, if you want to be different, <laughs> you go Aaron Nola in the tournaments, but I'm telling you right now, I'll contra in cash. It'd be crazy not to over his last six starts, one earned run or less in every single one of them. He's been as dominant as you could possibly get. So just keep it simple tonight. And then if you're looking to scale down Merle, we keep talking about Merle Kelly. Merle. Merle. Look, Merle shows up. He's just 7.9. He's the perfect price. If you want to go Christian Javier at 9.6, I'm okay with that. There's a lot of win equity. Darvish at 8.4. If you want to split the difference, I'm fine with that. I would not pair Alcantara or Nola with Manoa tonight. That's too expensive. You're not going to get enough offense. So take one of those two pitchers, have your tournament lineup, have your cash lineup, and then switch them to just put one in one tournament, one in the other, just, just because you want to have that one Alcantara in the tournament just in case it goes off and he throws a complete game shutout or something like that. If you have multi-entry kind of a player, but Merle is the cheap way out tonight. Darvish is the mid-range, Javier the higher one, but I think you'd do just as well with Merle and get more offense. On FanDuel, same thing. Have your Alcantara lineup, which is 11.3. It's super expensive, but you almost have to have it. Lance Lynn is a trap at 5.5. I wouldn't go after it. Merrill Kelly is 9.9. Nola is 10.2. Manoa is 10.8. If you're going to spend 10.8, you might as well go up to Alcantara. I mean, the Philly strike out a fair amount too. I don't know. Well, that's how I see the board. Keeping it simple tonight. Toronto, everyone on Houston, the Minnesota. Try to play Lynn, by the way. I just want to point out, like to your point, everyone oh, on the planet's going to try to play Lynn tonight. I don't know about every. There will be a. There will be people who play it because if you play it and it hit, I mean, look, you can get every piece you want and play Lynn tonight. But Lynn's got to go five innings and he's got to have some win equity in order to make it even turn out, even at that cost. He's still got to have win equity. Uh, Toronto, Houston, Minnesota. Those are the stacks for tonight. Gabriel Moreno is just 2.2 on DK. Hunter Dozier swinging a good bat, 3.6. Michael Chavis at 3K. Hunter Dozier on FanDuel, 2.7. Chavis, 2.5. Moreno, 2.0. Buxton is the play tonight, Welsh. Before we even came and talked today, you know I had Buxton already in the home run sheet. Uh, Let's go. Five for five. Let's make it four for four tonight with four home runs. All the Buxton. Where are you going for your home run tonight? You want to come, come on. You want to join the Bucks and train? Come I mean, on. I it's do, okay. but I want to get, get some separation here. I mean, yeah, there's not much of an effect. I'm going to go with Arenado. I'm going to try to uh, okay. get some boards off on the side here. You got him. Take him. I would have taken him if he wasn't on here. I might, you know what? I might even commit to a whole week of Buxton if we can get there, if I can start getting back up. <laughs> but uh, you got Buxton. I got Arenado. Who does Mayor have? Uh, who knows? He, he probably got judge. No, he's got Jose Altuve. That's what he's, uh-huh. he's trying to hurt me personally. 
picking one of my favorite little players. He's trying I hope, to pick I a like, shortcut. He needs to start point. picking like he, he'll start picking the randoms. Like he, I like how he's getting into this bit. He wants to be king of the randos, trying to rally yeah, the troops can, against yeah, us. But just start picking like just like random like yeah. no yeah. name guys. Show me. He gets homers. Show me. Next thing yeah. you know, Maris stuck at 16 through. He's like through David Peralta. Four. We're like, all right. <laughs> fun. And JP's 100%. We're like, JP's like, this rando has one home run today and Joey P's off the board. You're right, JP. And that's why I love you. See, this is fun. This is a good time. The randos own we'll this. They, own, they, they were owning this thing for like we're two here. months. They're the leaders. Listen, you know, I was going to say, the randos are, are, are crushing us all year. And, and this is the fun of it. Yeah. We're trying to have fun. Baseball's supposed to be fun. We're supposed to laugh and enjoy mm-hmm. life. This isn't real life. This is not a lot of fun life. anymore there, Joey. It's fun. No. Uh, yeah. And, but Dr. Glenn, I do. I expect Dr. Glenn to change his name to Dr. Rando tomorrow here in the chat. I'm, <laughs> I'm all about that. So like uh, that'll that. do it for us. We went long today, but obviously it was worth it because it was fun and we had a lot of stuff to talk about. So we'll be back again tomorrow to do it all again. Make sure you subscribe to Fantasy Bros MLB channel in order to get all your baseball talk. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on for Welsh. I'm Joey P. See you next time, Randos. Bye, Randos. (laughs)